And I get people messaging me, like, literally through the night, saying, I can't stop thinking about those pizza wheels. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I've got another woman on who's probably fair to say started a business in, in one of the hardest years known to mankind. I've got Colette Lord on with me. You will probably know her better as the Buffy lady. Colette, how are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Gary. No, no worries. Um, I think it's probably fair to say that when you thought about this business idea, a pandemic wasn't a part of the, the business plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, on, on one hand, it's been a crazy year to start a business um on the other hand it's been totally unique so we've got to count our blessings for that as well um, yeah. i can't quite decide whether it's been a good year or a bad year to start it yet <laughs> <laughs> and see for see from your side obviously with, with the business obviously it started this year was it planned this year or had you had it in plan for months beforehand what was the kind of background to it yeah so i had i had been planning it since last year about May time. Mm -hmm. um, so last year, 2019, I was hosting an event and I was looking for a caterer to cater for the function. Mm -hmm. And I really struggled to find somewhere in Glasgow who'd done exactly what I had in my mind. So I was looking for a really wholesome, hearty, traditional style buffet um, up to the standard that we would normally produce. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to take this into my own hands. I'm going to buy all the catering equipment. I'm going to recruit my friend Andrew, who loves food as much as I do. Mm -hmm. And together, we smashed out an amazing buffet for 120 people. Um, once we'd done that, people who were at that function then said, can you cater for me? And people who were at their functions then asked to cater for them. So the idea began to snowball back then. Mm -hmm. um, and then I knew that in 2020, I was going to be on maternity leave from my corporate role. Yeah. So the plan was always that after I had the baby, give myself a couple of months off and then um, get stuck in and officially launch the business this year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, at that point, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't know what lay ahead. Um, but yeah, it's it's been on the cards for yeah, probably about a year before uh, we officially launched lots of planning, chatting away to friends and family, coming up with the idea, um, preparing a few months in advance, and then it gets to the point that there's nothing left to do except from go ahead and launch it, you know? Yeah, go and take yourself and see from that, mm -hmm. when you, you and your friend Andrew had done that whole catering side of things and you'd got the feedback, was there a, was there a point where you kind of think back and be like that that's the moment where I realised this has got the, the potential for something or was there a, a kind of defining point for you? Yeah I mean I think so the event that we hosted uh, as you could expect there's lots of friends and family there mm -hmm. right so people are very generous and nobody's going to say oh I didn't really like this or so when somebody from that event asked us to cater then you know I just thought oh that's somebody just looking for a favour yeah but then at their event, when I didn't know people and people started to say, 
oh, this is amazing. Do you think you could do something for me? We've got a party coming up. All those type of things. And it wasn't people just being pleasant because they knew me. Mm -hmm. It was people that I didn't know. And I thought, you know, there's other people here who are experiencing that same gap in the market that I found. Yeah. So this is this idea's got legs. We could go with this. It's mm -hmm. amazing just coming from that one night you've started doing that and then <laughs> to, to this. Um, okay. see, see, from your point of view, obviously having that initial idea and then, as you said, you were on maternity leave, etc. Okay. What, what were your main obstacles or challenges in, in getting it from that kind of working with friends and family etc to making it into the, the brand that it is just now mm -hmm. so i think it, most business owners when they talk about starting out it's like i say everything's in place and all you have to do is hit that button to put it live on social media yeah. or you know whatever way you're going to advertise your business um and then you get the fear and the doubt that just overcomes you for a few <laughs> minutes and and you think oh I can't do this it would be easier just not to do that and just you know stick to a nine-to-five job and so for me I asked for a sign I'm not sure who I was asking but I put it out there and I said you know if this business is the right thing for me to do then send me a ladybird <laughs> and this is what people always ask me where do yeah. where did the ladybird and the logo come from so while I was filled with the fear and the doubt that maybe I couldn't do it um I thought, send me a ladybird. I love them. They're bright red. They're nice and balanced with their spots. I love how the collective noun for them is a lov loveliness of ladybirds. So I said, right, not telling anyone, but if a ladybird appears, then I know this is the right thing for me to do. Yeah. Um, and a few days later, my oldest daughter, Poppy, who'd been out playing uh, near our house, comes screeching through the door. Look what I found. You're never going to believe this. And she had like a plastic pink cup filled with leaves and honestly the most ladybirds I've ever seen in one place <laughs> <laughs> and do you know that way I, I was actually so shocked and I thought that that blew my mind and I thought okay then I have no choice this is what I asked for I asked for, <laughs> for a ladybird from somewhere these have all appeared in the cup in the living room so I need to go for it and I just thought you just need to trust that this mm -hmm. is this is out of my hands now so I think once that subsided and I thought, okay, this is happening. It's out of my hands. We're going with it. Then it was just that whole, okay, put it live on social media. There's no backing out of it once you've committed to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that was probably the big thing because I, I I had the luxury of taking my time, go to the accountant. Okay, I'll do this health and, health and hygiene course. Okay, we'll build a space where we can uh, cater for buffets, all these things. And then it gets to the point that there's nothing left to do and you've then just got to commit and go with it. Yeah, yeah, and just, just put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's it. And all the way through this, um, I've told myself, you know, okay, um, I might not start a business, but I'll just convert that space to a buffet room. Mm -hmm. And if nothing comes of it, I'm just going to have two kitchens. <laughs> and then <laughs> I would say, okay, I'm just going to do this course and... If nothing comes of it, then at least I know how to prepare the food all safely and uh, handle everything hygienically. And then I'm just going to put it on social media. And if nobody books it, then that's fine mm -hmm. because then I don't need to do anything. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I would just do that all the way along. Right, somebody's booked me. I'll do this one and see how it goes <laughs> before you know that, it. I suppose that's a good way of doing it, though, because it's going to just be kind of milestones gonna, along the way. Exactly, that's it. And I think I have kind of set 
lots of little tiny targets and goals throughout it. So maybe the first thing would be I had bought just silly little things, Gary, like I had bought all the big trays for Mm -hmm. putting platters out at Buffy's. And then I would get to the point that I'd be like, oh, I might need to restock them. Well, once I need to restock them, that means that I've done X amount of buffies. So that would be quite a good benchmark. And then obviously when things have changed and instead of doing buffies, we're now doing more afternoon teas. Then I had a box of 100 butter portions and I thought, right, once I need to buy a new box, I know I've done my first 100 afternoon teas. (laughs) It's all these little milestones that... I'm just celebrating in the buffet of myself that nobody else really cares about. I love that though. It's mm-hmm. good to actually just break it down and it's it's just so simplistic, but it, it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really does. And like, <clears throat> I was doing that myself, but I also work with this amazing business coach uh, called Senga Cree, And that is one of the main things, pieces of advice that she always tells me is just do one next thing. Mm-hmm. Don't overwhelm yourself with the big picture of everything that you need to do just what's your one next thing you're, that you're going to do and focus on that and it has helped so so much sound advice yeah i think you then get to a point that you're going you've done so many little things that there's more reasons to go with it now than, mm-hmm. than there are to stop or to not go with it any longer mm-hmm. and see from from your side obviously you had already done buffets etc for, for various mm-hmm. things so you you knew that you were you were putting out good food and, and food that people were enjoying was there mm-hmm. still an element of nerves for you when it was becoming the actual business and then getting out to customers at that point or were you feeling okay about that side of things honestly not nervous at all about that um it's more i think it's more of an excitement it has been from the start mm-hmm. the the thing that makes me nervous about it would be posting on social media, mm-hmm. going live on, you know, that little, if you're going live on Facebook or Instagram or anything, you get that little search before it. Yeah. But to be honest, see, when I'm doing the food, it's more excitement because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to show up to this party. I can't wait to see, you know, when obviously when we were having parties, everybody celebrating, having a great time. The buffet shows up. We all know that can make or break a party. Yeah. I know that this buffy is amazing and you guys are going to love this as soon as you tuck in. So it's more of an excitement mm-hmm. that builds up um, for the food stuff. But as part of um, the business this year, we've obviously done a lot of evolving and adapting and changing it yeah. to to basically go with the year. So one of the other things that we do is um, our online cook-along events. Yeah. So where we have, um, so there's a few different ways that we do it. I have um, events that I set up for the general public that Mm -hmm. can sign up. They receive all their ingredients and equipment lists and then they join me on Zoom. We cook an amazing meal together and then everybody sits in the comfort of their own home to enjoy a meal. So you you might be making pasta here. And there's somebody in California who's having it for lunch. And, you know, it's it's an amazing sense of community. Yeah. But I would say the nerves kick in more for that because I might have 20 people on screen. I have no control over what's going yeah, on in their yeah. kitchen. And I'm just thinking, let's make sure everybody gets <laughs> some food on the table. Here. <laughs> I suppose you're, you're, there's only so much you can control in that situation as well. There, there really is. And we, we were lucky enough that... Um, I'd done a, a live cook-along with the Scottish Sun on their Facebook page mm-hmm. and 
that was probably the most nerve-wracking because they have, I think it was 300,000 followers or something ridiculous. Yeah. And I said, we'll kick it off at six o'clock. So, so we had everything set up. Um, we live near a church that rings its bells on the hour. <laughs> and when it hit six o'clock, it was just like this chiming, like the countdown to your fate. <laughs> and I was just standing there. And um, my husband, he normally, when we're doing something big like that, he monitors all the comments and, mm-hmm. you know, he'll shout over to me if maybe if, say, I was going too fast or there was lots of questions. Um, and he's looking at me like, well, you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just standing waiting for these bells to end, like, waiting for my fate. But you know what? It's good nerves. It's exciting nerves. Yeah. You can't complain. Yeah, that's it. And I think it's obviously with the, the sun thing as well. I had a wee look this morning, I think it was like 58,000 views. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, surely that that must be such a buzz for you as well to see that amount of people tuning in to, to watch it. It's crazy. And the comments came from everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the absolute best thing about it is that I can tell my nine-year-old daughter that I have this video. It has 58,000 views. She she absolutely hates it. She's like, Mum, you're not even cool. Stop saying that. And then I, I say, it's just because I'm viral and all that. <laughs> she hates it. So that's probably the best thing about it is that I get to, to rub her nose on that. <laughs> yeah, like beat, beat that for views. <laughs> oh, but it is. It's, a, it's amazing. Like, it's, it's just crazy. And the other thing with the cook-alongs is when we do it for people's birthday parties, so mm-hmm. obviously if they can't get out now, we done one for a 70th a couple of Saturdays ago and we had people in France, we had people in Italy, people over in Ireland, down south. And it was just amazing that we were all sitting, we all made a paella and sangria mm-hmm. and made it all together. And then I just hand the Zoom call over to them. They can stay on, have a party, have a drink um, and go on with their night. And it's just amazing to think, like, I'm part of that family's 70th birthday celebrations. Yeah. And and that would change. That's once you've done it, that's your part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's you're you're part of that creating memories for for people as well in the current climate as well. I know it isn't. I think it's really what people need right now because there's not too many ways that you can kind of get a sense of community or you know doing things with people, socialising other than a lot of Zoom quizzes. But I mean. That's where the idea for the cook-alongs came from because I, I just thought I can't do another Zoom quiz. I'm <laughs> rubbish at them. When we go to pub quizzes, the only job I ever get is to write the answers or take the sheet up to the quiz master. <laughs> so I thought doing all these Zoom quizzes just wasn't working for me. So I thought, that's why don't we get together and we'll cook something? And then again, that just snowballed. Everybody enjoyed it. And I thought, you know, there's, there's probably a business here as well. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And see on the... The, the cook alongside the things obviously when you had done the the video with the, the Scottish Inn, do you then notice uh, an increase from your side for inquiries and things like that? Is there a kind of natural push for people who are more interested in the, the business? Mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's a couple of things. There's a, a natural, you know, you've increased the audience that you've reached to now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also a, it's also almost like a, certification from the people who are already following you yeah. or, or who are already joining your cook-alongs they are then like oh this is actually you know this is actually something that's that's building it's becoming um bigger than when we first done it and there was maybe only a couple of people on mm-hmm. um so i think there's a few things there's the new people that, 
that come because they've never seen you before. And then there's the people who uh, do know you and follow your pages. And then they think, oh, that's actually, she's pretty serious here. People are taking that serious. And then you, you get an increase in people that want to join in. You all, I mean, what I find is people have always got a reason not to join so it's maybe you know or I've got kids there or I'm on my own I don't want to be on the screen on my own mm-hmm. or I, I don't know what ingredients I need but what I love is when people do this once they come back time and time again because all those questions that they've had about doing it mm-hmm. they realize oh my goodness no none of that matters we're actually you know we have people who they don't have a rolling pin they're using a bottle of wine instead and it's very very informal yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so I think once once people do it once they buy tickets for their family they send their kids on for the kids ones mm-hmm. you know it's it's really it, it's a great thing to be involved in I, I absolutely love doing the cook-alongs and that's what um somebody had actually sent that and as a question was to find out if you were planning on continuing them after the whole kind of like covid period and if it, if it was going to be a long-term thing for you yeah absolutely and i mean next year is going to be big for the cook-along so in the last month or so we've started um, hosting corporate cook-alongs mm-hmm. so where businesses i mean I'm, I'm from a corporate background um historically so yeah. i know managing teams of people how important it is to have the team motivated to have them well gelled together and when we're working from home, you just miss out on so much of that. So for me, it's very important to bring those two things together. So we've been doing some team building events. We've been doing some Christmas nights in where people are obviously bringing their team on after work and cooking or doing it during the day. And then they sit and eat their their meals as um, as their kind of meeting food while they're hosting their team meetings. so there's been lots of interest from a corporate perspective mm-hmm. on um, on taking this through next year. So we have some companies who are looking to do, that's going to be one of their quarterly team building events. Right. We have um, maybe people who are just doing it at Christmas or just doing it if it's somebody's leaving night. But that's something that will stick with us. And it's a perfect excuse, even when people go back to offices or workplaces, that, hey, let's do this on Friday afternoon. Everybody works from home. We've done it for nearly a year. We know that working from home works and we can all just make something, have a nice chilled afternoon, eating it in a bit more relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. No, so, I, yeah. I think it's potential massive there. Yeah, they're definitely. The cook-alongs are here to stay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's amazing seeing like teams. I think we all know when you work in a team, there's always certain characters. <laughs> there's always the one who doesn't want to socialise. There's the one who has too much to drink and starts talking right over you and your Christmas night out and all these different things. So see, seeing all of that and seeing how the teams interact with each other, um, it's amazing. It's really, really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. No, I can imagine. Um, just from my own experience, I deal with it. Yes, I can totally imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the main thing that, that I was going to ask you, and it has come in from a couple of people as well, obviously the whole... COVID situation would have had a massive impact on your plans for this year for the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how has that how has that been for you and how have you kind of reacted to it to try and work around it if you can? Mm-hmm. So so I think the original plan was events catering, big functions, parties, funerals, weddings, all those type of things, mm-hmm. all your buffet style catering. Um I 
genuinely never thought for a minute that I would be doing afternoon tea for two people delivered to their door because they're in isolation. Yeah. <laughs> I really, it was never part of the model. But hey, do you know what? Like, it's actually lovely. And one of the things, I mean, it gives me confidence, right? Because mm-hmm. I know this is a brand new business and I've still been able to adapt that. Mm-hmm. People get to, people, instead of spending a few hundred quid getting a buffet from me when they don't know whether they like me, they like the service, they like the food, they they can buy something small, try it out, mm-hmm. and then when it gets to such times as they can have a party, they go, oh, do you know what? She was really easy to deal with. That gave me complete peace of mind. Let's go for it. And they're not taking so much of a risk. Yeah. Um, but what I love about, not that I love people isolating, right, but what I do love about when people, a lot of people will order afternoon tea for somebody who's isolating and just get it dropped off to their door mm-hmm. and they'll just say you know any point in the next two weeks because they're not going anywhere yeah um, so i take take the afternoon tea and leave it at their door for them and then a couple of days later i'll get those people who have had it then order an afternoon tea for their brother or their sister or their granny and then i'll go to somebody else's house and drop off their afternoon tea and then you can see the connections mm-hmm. go oh I work with so and so and they said they had an afternoon tea and they absolutely loved it so can I order one and before you know it you're, you're involved in like people all people's family events <laughs> um, it, it's great but it's, it's definitely a different path from what I expected I really initially had planned for We'll be out probably mostly Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. big events, rock up to a party, amazing food, you know, DJ announces the buffet's open, everybody everybody charges, gets amazing food and then gets on with the party, we clear up and, and head home. Yeah. But so obviously it's very different from that in these times. I can't even imagine now what it would be like to go to a party that has 120 people at it. You I know. know. Well, I suppose, yeah. though, the thing is now, by the time it gets back to that, you'll have amassed a massive following of customers that you've done all these smaller things with, so mm-hmm. it'll probably be lay the foundations a wee bit for you in that sense. Yeah, it really has, and it's amazing for... It's been an amazing way to build confidence as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, try things, test it, tweak it a little bit for the next time, when we're when we're going through a high number of customers, it gives us lots a good chance to see how different people operate, what different people expect, all those different things before they, like we say, go in big guns and have that massive buffet. Um, and the other thing is, you know, at times times like this, we we don't like to talk about it, right? But there are funerals still going on, and if people need that catering and they don't have, we can take that worry from them yeah. because they know us. They know that we're dependable. They know that they get peace of mind. It's just a case of they book in and don't give it another thought. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's those things that you feel like you're really kind of helping people, and you're you're part of that with them. We had <laughs> I keep laughing. We had um, uh, a few weeks ago. I have a family who like that have bought many afternoon teas throughout since we opened, and mm-hmm. then um, before I think the numbers got restricted for weddings. I'd done a little bit of catering for the bridal party uh, the morning of their wedding. I think it's when you were allowed 20 people or something at the weddings. Yeah. Um, the next day, it was the hangover food for the mother of the groom <laughs> and the father of the groom. The following week, it was the neighbour's communion <laughs> that they wanted a platter for uh, the kids who had made their communion. And then it was 
festive treats round because they were all putting up the Christmas trees and it's all these and before you know it you're like God I'm the go-to caterer for that family now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's lovely to see it grow organically like that. Yeah, it's it's just a natural progression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we all when you know what it's like when you you find a business that you like and you trust, then it's it's such a weight off your mind that you know I can always just go to that person and get exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, it makes a difference, and as you say, more so with food because I think people are kind of creatures of habit with, with things like <laughs> that, and they stick to what they like and what they know. So if if you're building that, yeah, as you say, you've always got that kind of go to customer that will always come back to you Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and I mean with with our food that's exactly me I know exactly what I like to eat I know where I like to eat I know the level of service that uh, that I like to receive and there's nothing else that I'll give to other people you know if people go (laughs) I mean it's crazy that people go wild for these homemade pizza wheels that we have as part of our afternoon teas and as part of our mixed platters Mm -hmm. and I genuinely get, and I think I love those. My family love those. My family argue over these pizza wheels, right? And I get people messaging me, like, literally through the night, saying, I can't stop thinking about those pizza wheels. And (laughs) (laughs) can I just order pizza wheels on their own? And and it's crazy, like, how people just... And I think because I make those, I I love those, I know that they're good, and then that goes to people. You know, people get that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not just... It's not just something they could trust on themselves. So it is for me. It is the love of food and making sure that it is the highest quality when it gets to people. Mm-hmm. No, totally. The the thing that I was going to ask you, obviously, from from the whole planning stage to now, you're just over like a year, a year and a bit, maybe. Um, has there been any bits of advice that you've got from anyone else that's kind of stuck out for you, and who inspires you? inspired so I think the advice part like I already touched on my business coach she gives amazing advice Mm -hmm. but that just doing a little bit at a time Mm -hmm. has really really stuck with me and has really been what's kept me going especially just until I found my rhythm so now it's maybe not so much little tiny steps but it got me to that place where I had enough confidence to you know just have a bit more of a leap of faith in myself so I think from an advice perspective that's really helped and then also to stop and reflect because we are so so busy looking at what's the next thing looking at how does the business grow how do we do this how does the audience grow where does the x amount of money come from how often do we actually stop to say actually look how far the business has come before Mm -hmm. you know before um this business I didn't even have Instagram so it was starting from zero yeah and and I think wow, look, we've, we've got a great following mm-hmm. for a business that's only five months old. We know, you know, we know what we're doing. And it's that, yeah, I think that reflection part, when I've received advice to reflect on how far you've come, celebrate it. Don't just think, oh, that's us done 100 afternoon teas. Like, I literally dance about that buffet room when <laughs> orders for the cook-along come in, when, you know, we're doing record numbers of afternoon teas like everything gets celebrated here (laughs) it's great so I think that's really really important and then inspirations was that the other question yeah uh yeah Yeah, um, so from a food perspective it has to be Jamie Oliver whether you love him or hate him I just don't think you can argue with these recipes yeah and that's since I moved out on 
uh, out of my parents' home, mm-hmm. I've always cooked for Jamie all of our recipes. So as we do cook-alongs and things, you see little influences from him uh, seeping in. And I absolutely love everything that he does. There's probably, over all the years that I've used these recipes, there's probably only two that I've not actually liked and everything else I just love. <laughs> so I think the way that that makes you know, making things really easy, mm-hmm. whether it's restricting the number of ingredients, restricting the amount of time you're going to spend cooking it. I love everything that he does with all of those kind of themes. Um, and then I think outside of the food world, then the people, I mean, maybe not someone specifically, but see the people who actually take that leap of faith. They really believe in themselves. They walk away from that day job. They mm-hmm. don't know what the plan is for the next you know, three years, five years, 12 months, whatever. Yeah. Um, those people who take a leap of faith, that always inspires me. And I think that's just amazing. I think you had Chris from Boxfresh on uh, recently as well. He's mm-hmm. a perfect example of somebody who's yeah. done that, just absolutely believed and just went and done that. Yeah, and I've, it's it's funny because <clears throat> he thinks I'm always like winding him up with these things. But see... <laughs> I think I've done about 18 interviews now and I would say at least 90% of them are aware of Chris and how he started. And I don't think he realises the reach that, that he's had with kind of, as you say, just inspiring people. And even when I spoke to him, I come off the phone and I was like, wow, that's that's incredible. <laughs> but I just don't think he, he, he realises he's had that much of an impact on, on others. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that's good about people like that is it's, they don't have this scarcity mindset where oh I can't tell people how I done that yeah. because then everybody will do it like the the first time I ever met Chris it was like here's everything you need to do and it was like here is all the information you need you know we were just I was just taking them up lunch and it was here's what I would do if I was you you need to try this you need to and it's like that generosity and that total um encouragement that you need and I think anybody who has started a business and sees small successes sharing that is is definitely the wealth and that brings everybody on and that just ups the whole glasgow business game yeah exactly no, i totally agree with you and he's, he's he's doing a brilliant job with it and i think i think the the other side of that's true as well right so i've seen people who are amazingly talented but they don't have that belief they don't trust themselves and instead of taking the leap of faith and doing what they love even as a side hustle, I'm not saying a big massive, you know, change change your life in a day, yeah. but people that just plod on picking up a paycheck, don't use their talent, and I mean, as much as they can be an inspiration of what not to be like, then mm-hmm. I would yeah. people like that can inspire you as well when you look and go, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I like, I think everybody, more so in Glasgow, obviously, because that's that's where we're from, but. I know so many people that you speak to and you think you could just do so much more than, than what you're doing, but I think it's just a it's like a self-reflection thing. I think they, they need to know themselves to go and try it and have that will in them to do it, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It, it really is, and I think what it's important it's important for your podcast in particular, right? We're, we're in Glasgow, it's built in the Clyde, the history's full of shipyards, factories, which are full of hard-working people, so it's in Glaswegian blood to filter that through the generations, work hard, roll your sleeves up, get stuck in. So I think what you start to see now is people who have that and they start all these amazing entrepreneurs 
pop up here and there, they, they know that they can get stuck into something and make something good of it. So I think there's nowhere else that you see that, you know, business commitment, hard working and the banter, obviously. Yeah, that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what gets everybody through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. I totally agree. You touched on it earlier, obviously, with the, the whole social media side of things. I know you said you didn't have Instagram before this. And I always ask everybody, if it's more so like a new business, how do you find that, that social media side of things for getting yourself out there? Honestly, I find it a full-time job. Yeah. Like, anybody who knows me will know. Like, it's actually quite funny because when you see people who are follow your page or um, who are on your Instagram or whatever, and they go, oh, I love how you come across on social media. I love this post. And I think, oh, my God, if you could see what actually goes on in the background, right? <laughs> because I sit and no lie, it probably takes me 20 minutes to put a post on social media because I go... Right, I'm going to put this on Instagram and this is what I want to say, but that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say I'll say to my husband or one of my friends, right, this is what I'm trying to say. Does that sound? But what happens is they try and tell me then what to say and I think, no, that doesn't sound like me. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm just going to disregard everything you've just said and I'm going to go <laughs> with what's truly me. And I think that's that's one of the main things on social media is it's so easy to get wrapped up in what other people are doing. Yeah. I could go on, and like I said, I couldn't find somebody who was doing our style of boofies in Glasgow, so it's easy for me to go onto social media and find people who are doing other styles of catering, Yeah, and you can easily get wrapped up in that, but that's not true to me. What I want, and then I have to rein myself back in, is what I want to be providing is traditional style, hearty boofies, you know the type that you were brought up in mm-hmm. when you had family parties yeah. when you were like 10 and all that yeah that that's our comfort that's where we go so I think for social media trying to be true to yourself and not get carried away with what other people are doing is, is something that I've found so so important and a lot of it's a time management game as well because I'm sure everybody listening will agree that you can go into Facebook for five minutes and before you know it it's been two hours and it's time for dinner yeah <laughs> Exactly. I do it every week. <laughs> do you class it as work? <laughs> no. Well, do you know what? See, see when you were saying there about the posting things, I do that about, see, putting a video up, I would rather walk the streets naked. Honestly, it just gives me the absolute... And I don't know why, because it's it's just a normal thing, but see, being on a video and putting yourself out there, I just, I can't describe that feeling in my stomach. When oh, I I'm, see when you were saying about you press the button and it's just that split second, yep, totally resonate with that. Yeah, it, it really is. And then one of the things that I find is see if you just commit to it. So if you say, Oh, I'll be posting a video on Wednesday, yeah. then it's like it's easy to write that post. And then once you've sent that post, then that's it. You're by hook or by crook, you're posting a video on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it starts building at that point as well in your head. It, it really, really does. And then I also, if it, one of the things we do is when um, when people order afternoon teas as a surprise for somebody, mm-hmm. then I'll go on to the social media stories and I'll post a couple of clues. So I'll say, oh, this has been ordered by a brother-in-law um, and this is for somebody that works at the NHS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's like I think that's really funny. And I'm like, I don't take myself too serious. Yeah. I just put it out. But I have that nine-year-old daughter going oh my goodness, you are so cringe. Why are you so enthusiastic? And I'm like, 
that's that just how I feel probably <laughs> she, she was just like please don't please make sure none of my friends can see that yeah. how dare you <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know what it's fun and I think if you don't take yourself too serious then it's it's one of those things that can actually be enjoyable but um, a, lot, a lot of my friends will tell you that if I'm trying to post something on social media conversation will maybe flow for about 20 minutes afterwards and they'll turn around and say Claire, are you still trying to write that book? <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I just, there's so many ideas and you're trying to share exactly what's in your mind yeah. with people so that they know exactly what you're trying to say and they get that excitement for what you're trying to tell them as well. Um, that, yeah, it's trying to articulate it on no, social media. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with you. I'm absolutely mm-hmm. with you on that one. Um, we're, getting, we're getting there slowly but surely. Yeah. We're getting there and we're, we're building it. Another question that had come in from someone was in relation to it and I'm, I'm assuming by the kind of tone of the question that they're in a position where they're thinking about doing something like this for the for themselves and mm-hmm. what they were asking was is there any advice that you would give to someone in that kind of have maybe done a couple of things for friends but they think there's an idea there and they want to maybe push it that wee bit further mm-hmm. I think I mean I think there's always a part of plan something even just tell yourself you're just writing this down on paper just to get the ideas flowing so I would always do that even if you just shut it away in a book and never look at it again Mm -hmm. at least you've put it out there you've put something on paper and the other thing that I found is so important is surrounding yourself with the right people so the people who are around you what can you turn to them for so I mean I've got people that I would wholeheartedly trust in my life but we would not let them touch my business, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. I have, like, my sister and my husband, they are the biggest cheerleaders for me that I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Would not take cooking tips for for <laughs> them. Wouldn't even let them into butter the bread for the sandwiches. <laughs> but but you know what? They're, I know exactly that they are always rooting for me. They're always there. <clears throat> I've got people, like I said, my friend Andrew, he'd be like, yeah, do do whatever you want to do. Need a hand in the kitchen? He'd be the one that would come in, yeah. help with the kitchen. I have people who, this is their normal life to run businesses. So my friends who have their own businesses and all bouncing off each other, bouncing off ideas, um, we actually, we had a laugh because that surrounding yourself and people who are doing something similar, I think is so, so important because it normalises what you're trying to do. Yeah. So it doesn't feel so big because it's like, oh, well, this is my group of friends or family or whoever, my network, they've all got their own business. So I'm not in this alone. It's not this big, massive thing, this big mountain to climb. Like everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it just normalizes. It's like having a 95 job. It becomes normal. So I think, I think that's really important. And also ask, ask the question, if you've got an idea or a contact or somebody that you think could help you, mm-hmm. like just ask the question. Don't even think about what if they say this or what if they don't have time or anything just ask that question yeah and if they say no they say no it's like on your podcast i've heard you say before you maybe send out 10 invites to people to join and you get two or three back yeah right? but you've asked so it's all right because then there's seven people there that aren't aligned with you you can put them to one side and you know to then focus your energy on people who can help you and yeah. people um, who can kind of help build your brand and your business as well so I would always say just ask stop overthinking it and just ask the question <laughs> brilliant brilliant mm-hmm. um the the next one I was going to ask and that is ask everybody the same thing obviously and we, we've touched on it during this that there is 
so many people in the city that are doing brilliant things that are maybe under the radar or they, mm-hmm. they're just not maybe on social media, they've not built themselves up yet. And it's just trying to get that from each guest if there's anybody they feel that would be good to come on and, and share that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there's loads and I hear people saying that on your podcast all the time. I could go on all day about that. So I'll try and keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, we, I would say um, Shona over at po- Paper Cut Posies. Mm-hmm. So she is one of those people on social media. She has her business. She does the most amazing, unique flowers made of paper mm-hmm. and it sounds like there's no way that I could describe it that would actually do her justice so you just need to go on her page and check um, and she shows up on social media every day she's adapted her business all throughout this year and she's really good for the banter as well mm-hmm. so she's a great person and the way she's changed her business would be an amazing story as well mm-hmm. um, then one of the other businesses that close to my heart is um, Ashley helping over at Imperium Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So what she does with mindfulness is so important. And I think it's only going to get more and more important as we come out of this pandemic. So I think you'd be doing yourself a big favour to get involved now with mm-hmm. what Ashley does. Um, she's just so true to herself. She does an amazing job and she's a a busy working mum and she still has this mindful way of living that you couldn't imagine because you think mindfulness takes 20 minutes meditation or you know it's a big commitment but she makes it so accessible for everybody so imperium mindfulness is an amazing one as well and I would also say um, Stevie and Isla at Caledonian Campers okay so these two they're honestly two of the most relaxed people you'll ever meet, the most laid back people possibly in Glasgow, right? <laughs> they they run Caledonian campers and they're amazing at spotting. They've done it for years and they spot what works good in their business. Mm-hmm. They hone in on that and then they, they adapt their business to capitalise on it. So they really, really know how to showcase their talents, what works quickly, move away from things that don't work. They're really, really cool and they're, they're honestly they're great if you could get stevie and isla on um that would, that would be a great podcast as well they're so chilled they'll be like yeah we'll do it anytime <laughs> <laughs> brilliant that gives um, me a few I, I could go on yeah I, I could go on all day the business coach already mentioned um i love the girls over at lavender blue florist mm-hmm. they they are so talented take everything else out of it social media selling advertising like I don't know anything about flowers, mm-hmm. but somehow they get into your head and make, like, make the bunch of flowers that's <laughs> in your head. Um, and Ali, who who owns the business, has an amazing story of how that started out, and it was inspired by her sister, who's no longer here. So that's that's an amazing person that you should have on as well. She'll pull at the heartstrings. <laughs> Brilliant. And my last one, obviously, de- COVID dependent, I'm imagining. But what what does the what does the next year look like for the buffet lady? So I think the next year we have we will be back partying. So all things going well, we will be back catering for large functions and parties and events from uh, from a buffet side. And um, we just we absolutely can't wait. So we'll have all our afternoon teas and things ticking over during the week, and then we'll have the big things. You know, if anyone needs them during the week, and then probably more so at the weekend. So we're very very excited for that to get up and running. Um, and then 
from a cook alongside. Uh, like I said, we're going corporate. So now that we've done a few birthday parties, team building events, the, the cook alongs will grow and grow mm -hmm. and spiral. So I'm looking forward to having some um, some re regulars on the cook alongs coming along for their team events or just families who are joining and all those type of things. So the cook alongs, again, that'll grow and that'll be massive next year as well. Um, so we're planning to be very, very busy. <laughs> Well, I could hopefully get a cook along with Jamie Oliver. That's surely the dream there. That's that's the one. Although sometimes I think that I'm actually better at making his recipes than he is. So I don't know if he would agree to that guy. <laughs> See what we were talking about earlier. This will be something that we need to cut out or we'll just tag him in it and put a challenge down. <laughs> well, he might be too scared to join in. <laughs> I'll tag him. I'm going to tag him in it. See what he says. Why not? <laughs> oh man, Kelly, this has been brilliant. Um, oh, I've honestly enjoyed it, and I think fair play. Obviously, I think a lot of people could have easily just abandoned ship during the whole COVID mm. situation and said, "No, we'll, we'll kind of park it till next year." But you've you've changed the way your business is working, and you've adapted it, and it's worked. You've got all these kind of different things. You've got the cook-alongs going, you've got the afternoon teas, you've got the, the half-time platters, etc. It all seems to be working for you. And I've no doubts that when we do get back to some sort of normality, then that foundation of customers will, will see you through. Not a problem at all. Yeah, I really, really hope so. And I trust that they will. Gary, you're doing an amazing job of showcasing and putting a spotlight on all these lovely Glasgow businesses. So I can only wish you all the luck in the world for your continued success. It will be amazing. I appreciate it. And same to yourself. And I will definitely catch up with you soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Colette.